Hello, and welcome to the NPM Interconnections Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Andrew Burns, and I'm joined today by Manish Nayar, founder and managing partner at Oya Ventures. Uh, Manish, thank you for being here. Thanks, Andrew. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great to to reconnect, and and it's an honor to to have you on the podcast. Um, and it's an exciting, dynamic time in the industry for a lot of the areas of focus for Oya, um, community solar, uh, a lot going on with storage, and, and even project and portfolio level M and A. Um, and I want to touch on all those with you, but um, I think that we should uh, also touch on this kind of very new development with Oya, um, which is your new joint venture with Oil Well Shares. Um. And my colleague, Colt Shaw, put together a great story together for the NPM site covering this. But for those unfamiliar, uh, Manish, would you just kick things off by uh, giving us an overview of this joint venture and kind of what your goals are with it? Yeah, for sure. Um, we, um, we we recently entered into a, um, a, a 50-50 uh, joint venture with um, a tr- traditionally oil and gas uh, player in Appalachia, um, oil well shares. They, they operate somewhere between, you know, over 10,000 oil and gas wells across one and a half million acres of land. And, um, you know, I think we both saw a really great opportunity to just build on the success that they've had um, in, in the fossil uh, fuels world um, to, to really, uh, to really do something programmatic, and I and I think, um, you know, de- redefining in terms of um, solar, but but also energy, renewable energy, and energy transition technologies more broadly, um, in in such in, in a market like PJM. So we we expect to build, you know, three gigawatts is, is our initial take of, of what we think is is possible. And that spans solar, solar plus storage, wind, uh, and also green hydrogen. We okay. we believe as well that there's potentially some EV charging opportunities uh, there as well. Um, but we're we're very excited. We we expect to deploy you know three billion dollars over the next decade or so. Okay. Uh, and you know, to continually to continue to look at that portfolio of of land positions in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia. Uh, you know, year after year as, as their new developments with the grid and, and other regulatory reforms. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting uh, partnership. And it's and it's it kind of exciting to, to hear what you guys are doing there. It seems like, uh, you know, like you just said, there's the focus is very broad. Um, so I know it's kind of uh, early days. Is it? Um, where are you guys now? Like, are, are you, uh, do you are you to the point where you have like sites identified? Or is it just kind of um, even earlier than that? Um, do you have like, you know, financing structures in place just kind of just kind of walk me through like what you know the level that you guys are at and and you know kind of what we can expect maybe over the next year with with what's going on here yeah we've been working with oil well shares on this partnership for a couple of years now actually okay um you know since we first started chatting it's been probably three years or so and uh we we certainly have a, a number of of sites uh, identified already uh they've been identified for some time and we're really, you know, in the um, kind of initial stages of active development in terms of in terms of capital. Um, I think that we're, you know, I think that um, you know we're well we're well set up for what's going to be required over the next, you know, kind of eighteen months or so. Okay. Uh, but certainly, as um, you know, as the pipeline really starts to 
um, solidify and crystallize, um, you know, we're going to be in the market for sure, raising more more capital for for the portfolio. Okay, cool. Well, we'll look forward to to, to that. Um, now, going through Colt's story, um, and you know, I was kind of learning about uh, what you guys are are going through uh, through that story as well, and I thought it was is very good and and an interesting read. Um, it, I know that you guys are going to be focusing on capturing additional tax credits that were kind of unlocked through the IRA, and in particular, these energy communities. Um, now, I remember whenever the the IRA first was passed, there was a lot of kind of um, a lot of interest, and, and also some kind of some confusion over exactly what the definitions were for some of these uh, these uh, yeah. tax adders in particular. So, at this point, do you guys have like a pretty clear idea of what constitutes an energy community, and and you know how do you expect to like what where are these places and how are you expecting to uh, to capture that that initial tax credit yeah I, I think we have a you know probably as good as an idea as everybody else does at the moment um you know i think that uh we do feel that um a, a pretty significant portion of our of our pipeline uh, overlays those energy communities and and i think frankly that that's probably similar for a lot of other developers as well, just by virtue of the fact that these are, you know, more rural communities, um, you know, across states. Um, and, and I think frankly, it's going to be really helpful because those are the communities where, you know, they, they may be a little bit further from, you know, uh, grid capacity, you know, or, or more advanced or higher capacity uh, grid infrastructure. And so I think that, you know, the ability to, to uh, pull on an, uh, on a little bit of an extra tax credit, will bring some of those projects, you know, over the line, uh, and and they'll they'll get built. Cool. Well, you know, just while we're on the area, I'm curious. You, you guys have had some time to, um, you know, kind of assess exactly uh, the impacts of of, of what's going to have. Um, you know, for, for you guys, and obviously you guys are involved in a lot of areas where you might be able to do, take advantage of some of those tax adders. Um, so I know community solar in particular, seems like there's some opportunities there. And then also just in terms of storage, you know, the, the standalone storage ITC, it seems like it's bringing a lot of, a lot more eyes on, on storage. I know you guys are involved in that as well. So at this point, I was just curious, like, uh, do you think the IRA is going to change or impact your pipeline projections or, or anything in, in a significant way, or is it just kind of, um, you know, just sort of uh, adds extra benefits to what you guys were already, you know, planning on putting together. I, I have a lot to say on this. I'm trying to think about how to distill this in a way that, you know, so on the, on the one hand, I think that the IRA um, in the context of, of uh, the pandemic and inflation right. was, was a bit of a lifeline. I, I think a lot of folks, you know, thought that, or perhaps outside of our industry, there may be a perception that, you know, this is this is just private private industry profiting, uh, you know, and, and we're all going to take home three hundred sixty nine billion dollars that didn't need to be spent. Uh, but but I, I certainly don't think that that's that's the case. I think that, you know, we we are you know we are facing a lot of uh, pressure on the capex side uh on the labor on, on the labor side with with labor shortages sure. um you know and we're also seeing higher interest rates now uh you know and we don't we don't really know when when the the rate increases are going to stop and i think the ira you know provides more than anything certainty you know at least there's there's one you know cornerstone in you know in our framework that we can rely on not changing 
right. you know, so we can start to focus on the areas that, you know, we can create a lot more value or, or extract a lot more cost from without having to worry about, you know, changing regulatory, you know, um, you know, uh, economic kind of structures right. for the industry. Um, and I think that the transferability is going to, is really going to help to bring down some of those hidden costs around structuring and financing, you know, which, which is money that will frankly divert, you know, to, to deal with some of the CapEx or the, the interest rate, you know, the higher cost of capital. Um, I, I think that the most exciting part of the IRA for us is all the money that's been baked into the bill to create more community solar programs. Mm. Because I think that, you know, more than anything, that's probably what's needed the most in order to create um, what we, you know, what we personally uh, at OYA believe is a, is a huge community solar market nationwide. That money is really, I think, going to triple charge the awareness and, you know, the regulatory frameworks and the legislative frameworks, you know, that, that are already out there and that are already being advocated by, by so many stakeholders in our industry. I, I think we're going to start to see uh, programs uh, come online faster than before. And, and the benefit of all that scale, I think, is really going to help in some of those other areas, right, which I just mentioned, bringing down CapEx costs, you know, creating, you know, uh, uh, better cost of capital and, and financing solutions as the industry grows. So, you know, I, I think, I think at, a, at a high level, that's what we're super excited about. Um, definitely seeing, you mentioned standalone storage. Um, you know, I think we're definitely seeing additional opportunities for that. I think actually what we're most excited about is our ability now to pair storage with existing projects or projects that are under construction. Uh, you know, because there was a lot of uncertainty as how we would go back and add storage to those projects. You know, even though they are going to be solar plus storage projects, but I think now we're we're excited about our ability to really firm up our revenue profile on on those projects as well as projects going forward with as a result of having this kind of very clear cut, you know, inclusion of the technology. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot to uh, be considering and a lot to dive in there. Um, I guess uh, to. To, to focus down just on on what OI is doing and, and and sort of calling back to some things that we discussed at the beginning of the year, um, you know, when we had you on that that great podcast that was covering uh, or, or uh, panel that was covering community solar and uh, some of the coverage that we did coming out of that. Um, I think at the time we were sort of looking at, I guess like a similar number that that, that you're now looking at with with the joint venture where you were kind of look, talking about a three gigawatt uh, pipeline for for OIA. Um, so I was curious, you know, now that we've we're, we're getting ready to close out the year here. Is that kind of still where you are, you're at today or, or have you expanded uh, uh, beyond that? And then when you start talking about uh, the joint venture as well, like do, whenever you're communicating Oya's uh, um, uh, pipeline, do you include what you guys are doing with, with the Chrysalis uh, energy stuff or is that you, you kind of consider that like a separate entity? Yeah, we, we, we certainly include our portion of it. Um, sure. you know, it, it's a 50, 50 partnership. So, um, you know, we, we really focus on what's attributable to OYA directly. Okay. Um, and, and the pipeline's grown pretty significantly, actually, Andrew, we're, you know, we're probably going to close out the year with, with a three gigawatt DG pipeline, okay. uh, but now, a, but now a six gigawatt, you know, utility scale and, and other pipeline, you know, that, that could broadly include storage. 
you know, standalone storage or solar plus storage, um, you know, potentially wind. Um, but but so the the answer is the pipeline's grown pretty significantly, and and actually we're we're excited because I think that we're going to see the 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 pipeline continue to grow. Okay. Um, as as more projects you know are are in the money now in in different markets. Very cool. Well, I, this is kind of an interesting area that I that I want to go through for the rest of this conversation. There's several uh, key key spots that I want to touch on. I think to to start things off, let's let's focus in on what you guys are doing in terms of storage, just because we already mentioned it, and you know it's being affected probably the most by the by the IRA. Um, so when it, when it, with the IRA's passage, and um, I will say uh, NPM hosted a a, a storage focused uh, conference in San Diego just just a few weeks ago. So storage is very top of mind for us right now. Um, yeah. We're seeing a lot of one thing we're seeing is a lot of newcomers to to that market. Um, maybe it's like larger players that are sort of interested in getting in there for the first time. There might be there there are some firms kind of like what you talked about where uh, they're like they're, they they want to go through and and add storage to existing projects. Right, we're seeing that that for sure. Um, and and I think that just the IRA has really sort of accelerated um, what's going on there. So uh, I was curious about your take on this. Like if, 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 first of all, if that's something that you're seeing, you're seeing a lot more eyes, a lot more focus and a lot of newcomers into the storage market. And if so, um, what impact do you think that might have on, on the market itself as, uh, um, you know, just all this influx of, of hopefully capital, but also just interest and, in, and, and new players into it sort of, uh, take hold. Yeah, I think we are seeing new players. I, I think we're seeing, you know, as you mentioned, there's 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 obviously some some larger players, you know, some multinationals or perhaps folks from other, you know, from other sectors in the energy energy space. Uh, but I think we're seeing, you know, more than anything, probably we're seeing more developers, and and I I, I continue to expect, you know, even even despite the IRA, uh, and the and the transferability. Requirements. I, I still see a pretty robust kind of M and A market in in the pre NTP hmm. um, stage among some of these developers. Sure. Uh, I also think there's just going to be a lot more opportunities. One one of the things the IRA has done is really put a focus on storage. Um, you know, and and given given us all you know all the stakeholders that would benefit from that the runway to figure it out. Uh, because we're still gonna. I mean, we still have near term pricing issues, you know, or CapEx cost issues around storage. Um, but uh, we, uh, you know, in short, I think the answer is yes. I think we're going to continue to see new use cases for storage that that will now be, you know, more in the money and, and maybe more niche, but perhaps more scalable, more repeatable. Okay. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to sort of see how how it evolves over over the next you know over the next year in particular. It's certainly going to be something that will be a focus for us. Um, so curious in terms of you know you mentioned the pipeline's growing, um, and obviously you guys have a you are well versed in community solar, and you're now getting into utility scale, which I want to go into as well. But in terms of storage, like, uh, can you boil it down to like exactly how much storage we're look you guys are are sort of looking at right now, and um, you know maybe what we can expect as as you guys start to work through that pipeline. Yeah, I think I think we're probably talking about you know eight eight hundred to eight hundred to a thousand megawatt hours of of storage, okay. you know, over the next you know three to four years. Primarily, you know, a, a pretty substantial portion of that would be paired with our community solar projects. Again, as I mentioned, really firm up the revenue profile. Um, and then, and then there are some standalone opportunities we're looking at, some non-wires alternatives, 
um, you know, or other opportunities to, to arbitrage the market. Yeah, it's an interesting um, point that, that you raise is and that it, and it makes sense that you guys would want to pair it, do a lot of pairing with your community solar. Um, the interesting thing there is, at least for me, when I think of like the great, the the big, you know, sort of bastions of the storage market that you see a lot, obviously California has been well-documented and then uh, Texas as well, you know, it, it seems like it's, yeah. it's becoming a lot more of a, of a storage um, little hotbed there. But they're not necessarily the big community solar areas, right? So you know, it's it's like right. not it's not as much overlap in terms of uh, community solar. So I was curious about like uh, where where you guys are are sort of pursuing these these uh, storage opportunities. Are they are we still kind of looking at like the northeast states where you guys have a lot of community solar activity, or or you know, just kind of walk me through, I guess the the geography of what we're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really, I mean, and and again, like it really overlaps. You know pretty much completely with our with our pipeline which is focused in the northeast the mid-atlantic you know states like pennsylvania virginia ohio uh and then and then kind of going west to you know to the midwest to, to illinois okay um I, right. I think all of those yeah i think all of those markets um you know will benefit from paired storage cool cool yeah well that'll be that'll be something cool to see and and yeah and in illinois in particular you know it's with the the new um uh blocks that we, we've done some coverage of that block program that they've opened up in illinois so it's definitely one to watch um okay so last thing on storage or yeah pretty much last thing on storage i guess is uh one thing that we're starting to hear and this was a big talking point at the at the conference that i mentioned um is, from developers is is there's this competition and supply right for for storage um supply storage resources uh storage manufacturing between um you know and in, in firms wanting to use it for energy purposes like what we're talking about here and then like the ev side ev manufacturer yeah. um and obviously the ev the ev market is just titanic because you have these gigantic you know companies like tesla right uh and yeah. all kinds of automakers that are really um kind of dominating the supply for 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 storage which is kind of creating a, a interesting situation where it's like you know some uh, all together of course there's a lot of people that are that are looking for storage for for energy purposes but whenever you're just like a small firm going up against you know these titans of industry it's kind of an it kind of creates a, an interesting bottleneck so um you know i know that obviously you guys have experience with storage energy you also have some uh, 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 history with with EV charging, um, so you're so you're a little bit uh, well versed in, in in both areas. So I was just curious what you guys are seeing on on the uh, as far as supply trends and and how you see that evolving as everybody kind of uh, like Volters kind of tries to go and grab the supply that's there. I mean, you're you're talking about Volters trying to grab the supply. I feel like <laughs> that's exactly what the solar module market is like right sure. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> You know, it feels like uh, it feels like there's scarcity of everything right now: modules, transformers, steel. Uh, but but for sure, you're right. I mean, there's going to be a lot of there is competition, and there's going to be a lot of competition. I think, you know, I I I think again, you just have to develop the relationships. Then, you know, I think there is a difference between being a long-term owner or be you know having a your own greenfield pipeline. Yeah. you know, that you're able to provide that visibility to manufacturers, because I think on the supply side as well, if, if, if I was a manufacturer or an integrator, uh, you know, I'd really want to, you know, place my bets on the folks that I think that are going to continue to be my customer five years and in, and in 10 years and that I can grow with. Right. Um, 
and but but there's really no easy answer. There there's definitely competition. I I wish somebody you know passed a law that said all cars just have to be hybrids up to a hundred kilometers because mm-hmm. that would you know I think increase adoption much more and you know kind of reduce a little, the 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 pressure in the market uh, for batteries. Um, but the other thing to consider is there is new technology that's not going to you know fit EVs or not right. going to fit. In, in the stationary storage market, um, you know, and, and there are other ways to store, uh, you know, to store energy as well. And so I think we gotta we gotta look at all of those things uh, as time goes on. And in some cases, that that technology may only work in one region or for one project, and and not for others. Um, but but I think you know, we have to build those long term relationships with those suppliers. And we've got to, you know, look for the technologies that can suit the application that perhaps are, you know, not not as in not as in general demand across multiple sectors. Right. Yeah, that was a talking point as well. And we're obviously everybody is kind of hoping that some of these, um, you know, alternative uh, chemistries for these these different batteries will will start to take hold. Um, I, you know, it's just a yeah. it's just a matter of of whether the, they can get those things, uh, you know. To the point where they're reliable, they're they're uh, yeah. economic, right? Uh, that's the main thing, uh, and and they just well developed and and to have enough of a of a pipeline as well, you know, just to have enough supply of of the of the manufacturing side. So I guess it's just going to take yeah. time, and and it's just it's just kind of creating an interesting an interesting crunch period now. So hopefully that that's something that that will get better as we go. Um, so you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit. You you mentioned uh, obviously that you guys are are starting to expand your your focus to utility scale solar as well. That was something that we talked about back at the beginning of the year, but you know, obviously you guys are, are probably a lot further along now than, than you were then. So, yeah. um, and yeah. it, you mentioned your pipeline has grown significantly. So um, yeah, just kind of walk me through um, the, the, the focus on utility scale, uh, kind of where you are pipeline wise on that. And then it's kind of a similar question to the, the storage, like where uh, you guys are, are looking to, uh, to build these projects. Yeah, so I think, you know, first and foremost, we really, you know, u- utility scale is, is definitely a different animal than, than DG or community solar. Um, we're, we're really focused on ensuring that our utility scale development uh, overlaps geog- geographically with the state markets that we're in. Okay. You know, because we'll have, and, and, and frankly, in general, we're, we're really focused on, you know, ensuring that we really understand those utility scale projects, um, that at least as many aspects of those projects as we can, um, you know, because of course, you, you know, the utility interconnection process with the ISOs or the RTOs are are, are completely different than at the state level, right? Um, you know, and the power offtake construct is totally different. But the one thing that we can control is our understanding of the the environmental or the the, the permitting, um, you know, and and you know our you know, and our potential customer set. I think I will say that a lot of our community solar subscribers are looking for more power, um, and and they're looking for power at a different scale. Yeah. Not not all of them, but 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 you know some of them. And I think that naturally we do have to evolve to continue to, you know, be their, you know, renewable energy provider of choice. And and so I think you know in, in overlapping the geographies, you know, where they already have. Uh, comfort with us as a, as a as a provider of that energy. It's it's very easy to, you know, to enter or, or to develop a utility scale project to service the same customer set, for example. Sure. 
but but also I think there's just going to be a lot more demand in certain markets in you know in the Northeast and the Mid Atlantic and. We, we want to be able to service that and also create more optionality for our land positions that we have, right? Um, not every utility scale project is going to be 300 megawatts. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be right. lots of smaller ones that, you know, we could, you know, we could, we could carve up or, or, or use a smaller um, subset of land for you, for a DG or community solar project, or we could go the other way. We could look at combining you know, some projects to create you know, larger utility scale projects because we have a specific customer need. Sure, sure. Well, that'll be interesting. It, it, I'll, I'll, we'll be looking forward to sort of tracking what you guys are doing there. And I know it's an interesting development for you. Um, I am curious, um, you know, it's kind of an interesting time to be expanding your pipeline just because, I, you know, I think a lot of firms are, are doing doing you know, similar expansion. And, and um, as a result, as you well know, the just the interconnection situation has become uh, such a bear, right? Like just uh, just securing uh, queue positions, um, the the cost of interconnection, all these things are, you know, kind of creating some bottlenecks. And and certainly that was another huge talking point at, at our conference. So um, as you guys are, are looking to expand, um, you know, in the midst of all this, I'm curious, uh, if, if, I, I can't imagine that's not something that you guys are, are running into. So you know, kind of how are you working through those those challenges and, um, you know, how, how much do you see the, that those bottlenecks sort of impacting what you guys are, are able to do as you as you work through your expansion? The bottlenecks are real and they're <laughs> they're definitely there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that we I think that we expect to see a lot more innovation, you know, through through the decade uh, on the part of utilities uh developers um and and new technology providers to really help enable more renewable energy on the grid i think there's also other opportunities you know when when you see for example large coal plants with significant capacity you know announced retirements you know i, I think i think there are you know there are ways and places for you to to find capacity um, the, the biggest issue for us is really twofold, I think, you know, probably trying to maybe not touch on all the same things you, you guys have probably heard in, you know, on your, on your prior panels, but yeah. really, you know, one area that we, you know, would really hope and to see some, uh, changes is, is adding robustness to the utilities team, simply just to focus on connecting projects that have already been approved. Uh, and I think that's a, an area of low-hanging fruit where there yeah. can be a lot of progress made over the next few years, and and that should alleviate a lot of pressure. Um, and and I think one of the other areas that um, you know we're hopeful to see more uh, capacity open up is is through you know the acceleration of some some transmission, but not some of the larger projects that. That you you probably hear about, um, you know, in MISO or or in, in New Mexico, but but smaller regional connectors, you know, within within a state, you know, to open up capacity because in some cases there's not there's not capacity, but the cost to create additional capacity and the timeline to do that through short runs is actually not terrible. Just yeah. some an area where we just need to spend a little more time and focus. We definitely need all those huge, you know, big 10-year projects, but there's a lot of small things that we could do in the interim to enable, you know, lesser amounts of, of generation in, in a go. 
Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's something that that will uh, we'll be seeing as as everybody kind of starts working through these issues. Of course, we are covering those huge those huge MISO projects that you mentioned. But um, yeah, I'll, I I think you're right. I think on the smaller scale, um, you add all that together. You know, you add a bunch of smaller projects together in as yeah. region or whatever. You know, uh, hopefully that's something that it won't take just a huge amount of time as well. You know, something that that can that can be deployed, like you said, over the over the and even just. Years. Yeah, and even just visibility from the utilities as to what their upgrade schedules look like right. for certain stations. We'll yeah. we'll wait. We'll wait five years for some projects sure. if you tell us that you're gonna upgrade something. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah, well, we'll 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 certainly keep an eye on that, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, some of these uh, maybe some of these IRAs uh, <laughs> they, as they start uh, working through them, uh, maybe they'll they'll give us some some idea of what we can expect, but. Um, yeah. I guess uh, one other thing that um, I wanted to touch back on that was something that was that you mentioned uh, um, at the beginning of the year, and, and I wanted to check big, back in with you on because it's something that we're seeing, and, and it's a very hot area is uh, the M and A market. So um, you mentioned yeah. that you're going to be inquisitive over uh, you know M and A stuff over the next couple of years. Obviously, your your uh, focus is expanding to to beyond just community solar at this point. But uh, just curious, you know, over the last year and, and maybe. Uh, in terms of what we can expect over the, over the next couple of years, um, if, uh, you know, that's something that you guys are, are still focusing on and, and, uh, kind of what kind of projects, uh, what sort of portfolios are, are you going to be looking at? Yeah, we're, we're still looking, um, we're, it, it, I think it's an interesting time, right? Um, probably the, the winners in these, in, in, in this type of an environment is, is more patient capital. Um, you know that can that can see through to to lower equipment pricing or lower rates in the future, um, and and I think that we're you know we're still looking we're still actively you know participating in in the market. Um, we haven't really pulled the trigger on 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 quite that much, um, but uh, where we are definitely uh, going to be more focused and maybe more aggressive are in areas where. Uh, projects are creating some sort of synergy for us in our pipeline, in, in what we're looking to build in our organic pipeline over the next two or three years. You know, so that's in the Northeast or in the Midwest. Um, you know, because, you know, now that we've made this transition and, you know, we're an owner of assets, you know, we're, we're building our own O&M, you know, we're, we're, built, we're continuing to build the asset management team. And so the more scale we can provide those teams, the better for us. Um, but, uh, you know, we also want to make sure that the projects meet the, the standard of, of quality that, um, you know, we, we feel that we develop our own projects with. So sure. always uh, the, the, there's a wide range of, of opportunities for sale. Sure, sure. And, and also, you know, we're not going to buy, I mean, we have a huge pipeline. Our, pipe, our organic pipeline is continuing to grow. So we're not interested in just buying pipeline. We want, we want to buy some real projects. Right, um, right. Good point, good point. Yeah. Cool. Well, it, very interesting. Uh, cool. Well, you know, we're we're coming up to the to the end of of, the, of what I want to discuss here today. But I will say um, it's something that we've sort of been talking about this entire conversation, which is just the the growth of of oil itself, right? And and the expansion of your focus, um, and and sort of where you guys are are going. Obviously, over the the you know, just throughout the last year, you know, we've covered capital raises, financings, uh, and particularly a lot of major hires that that Oya has made. Um, you know, late 2021 and, and throughout 2020, 2022. And um, yeah. that obviously coincides with your expanding focus and the expansion of your pipeline, right? Um, and, and you mentioned that 
uh, earlier that, that you expected the pipeline to continue to expand. So is that something uh, in terms of the OI itself, in terms of your personnel, in terms of your 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 focus, um, is that something that you uh, feel like is, is also going to continue to expand or do you feel like you've reached a, a level that uh, that you guys are, are happy with? No, we're going to continue to grow. You'll probably hear a few more announcements from us, you know, soon on on some you know additional financings to support the growth. Okay. Uh, but we're, uh, you know, obviously more of our growth at, at this stage is focused on building out the the post construction team, right? As as the number of assets that we you know start to turn on or 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 break ground on uh, grow. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, I think we're just at the beginning of um, of, a, of a long period of growth in the sector, you know, in, in the country, um, but and then for sure also at Oya. Um, so you know, we have a pretty long term view of the market, and we think we're going to be a pretty significant player. And we've got to grow and continue to raise capital to support you know the ambition that we have. Right on. And then just to, to close this out, I, um, you know, we've talked, we've talked a lot about uh, what we can expect. Um, and, uh, you know, especially as we, as we look even further ahead, um, but just in, in terms of just the, say the next year, 2023 for Oya, um, and, uh, you know, I guess you can, uh, rope in the, uh, the, the joint venture as well, uh, since, since we were discussing, yeah. that, but, but in terms of both of those, both those things, Oya and the joint venture, what, what can we expect in terms of just the short-term pipeline and, and hopefully things that you guys want to accomplish, uh, just in 2023? Yeah, we have, we have a, a few hundred megawatts we've got to build, um, you know, now, uh, that we want to build, uh, because of course we want to turn those projects on and, start flowing energy and credits to our customers. Uh, very near-term focused uh, on, on our community solar pipeline and, and specifically in New York. We've got a, a long runway there. You know, we'll, we'll be building projects in New York for the next four or five years. Sure. Uh, and, and so that's our, our main focus right now. Um, you know, and also entering some of these other, other verticals, like I mentioned, and, you know, whether storage in New York, um, or, or EV charging solutions for some of our subs, uh, community solar subscribers. I mean, those are, you know, our very near-term um, goals right now on the execution front. Okay, great, right on. Well, we're excited to uh, continue to, to stay in touch and we'll we'll continue to, to uh, keep an eye out for financing information. Um, obviously, the, the, the pipeline that you guys are working through, the community solar activity up in the Northeast, uh, we'll we'll continue with that, and uh, then as you guys start sort of uh, going into these other areas that we've that we've discussed today, uh, it's it's very interesting stuff. So I appreciate uh, having you uh, on today to to walk us through it. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Look forward to coming back. Awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs>